It is currently 8.04am. You are listening to The Breakfast Show here on Fate FM. And Monica, you are going to give us our next clue for... Oh, our next quiz. Oh, very good. Our next quiz. Yeah. Yes, indeed. Okay. This is really easy. Where did Jesus walk on water? Oh. Specifically, the name of the body of water. Don't just, don't just say down on the beach. <laughs> don't, just, don't just say water. <laughs> yeah. Where did Jesus walk on water? Hey, if you know the answer to that one, 0491-064-669 is the number to call or text. I'll give you a clue. It's not Lake Michigan. <laughs> it's, and it's not Lake Macquarie. It's not Lake Macquarie. <laughs> it's not Coogee Beach, it's, not Bondi. <laughs> it's, it's not any of the coast of Antarctica. Yeah, none of that, none of that. <laughs> Neither is it any of the rivers that run through It's Canada. not like air. It's not like air. Dude. Yeah. <laughs> Are we giving away too much? <laughs> it's not the air. Amazon River. It's, it's not the Nile. It, it's not. It's it's not Byron Bay Beach. Like it's it's none of those. It's not the Great Australian Fight. Zero four nine one zero six four six six nine, and it's definitely not my above ground pool when I was eight years old. Uh, which what fun? Which I hung my hand hands over the edge of and got stung by three wasps. And now you're like wasp. I'm like like cripplingly afraid of wasps. You need therapy. You know what is crazy? What? I'm just thinking this is actually insane. Mm-hmm. Because we were talking early in the show about how like we normalize trauma and then that has led a lot of people to just be like obsessed with watching like crime dramas yeah. and true crime uh-huh. documentaries and stuff like that because trauma, and it's a form of relaxing to them when it's it familiar. shouldn't be, when it's yeah. familiar. I really like watching YouTube videos of like beekeepers or like wasp <laughs> pests, guys, like taking, <laughs> killing wasps. Oh, you like it when they kill them? Yeah. Oh, okay. Oh, I love it. Like when they go into a, <laughs> when they go into a house and there's like a giant wasp nest and they have a GoPro on and they have their suit and the wasps are just like attacking them, but they can't get through. I'm like, that is so awesome. Wow. That is really interesting. Maybe we do like to watch. But I, I see a wasp IRL. I, yeah, it, in real life. Like, I immediately just Panic. get this rush of anxiety and I, I feel sick. Look, I do follow a beekeeper account on uh, mm-hmm. TikTok and Instagram. Mm-hmm. But it's this, it's, it's honestly, Lawson, one of the most relaxing things ever. She is like a, she's one of the Does new. Does she even wear a suit? Nothing, nothing. Yeah, yeah. She's like one of the new sort of, I don't, I don't want to say the, the word new age, but she's one of the, the new generation of beekeepers. Yeah. And she like literally just turns up like in her flip flops and her, in a t-shirt. And she just, she does it really like sort of slowly and gently. And she uses like old methods, like using smoke and stuff. And she just has this philosophy that if you don't, come at them like you're going to harm them they won't harm you and she never gets stung and she narrates her videos in this really soft relaxing voice and she's like today i turned up at the texas uh, farm and there was a beehive in an old suitcase and Mm. so i opened up the suitcase and i had a look for the queen and there she was hanging out with her friends and so i put her in a clip (laughs) and then and she finishes all her videos the same she goes and it was another great day of saving the bees and i tell you what that stuff relaxed me so hard. I love Dude, it. And mine's more like, yeah, so I just showed up to a job <laughs> in North Carolina and I'm here to smoke these wasps, dude. I'm here to take them out. I'm going to go straight for the hive and oh, here's one here. I've got my scraper out. Oh, I'm killing these things, dude. That, that's like... <laughs> you need to switch over to my girl because, she, yeah, she's relaxing her. Okay. We just got a message from Brett Carlson. He said, as a beekeeper myself, you should watch honey harvesting videos. Mm. Now, that is relaxing. 
I'm so intrigued now. I do want to watch Honey. Well, Harvesting. you've been watching them, right? No, no, no. I watched the one where she saves them. So she's ah. she's like an exterminator. They call her when there's a beehive that's hanging out where it shouldn't be. So she goes and collects it and wow. transfers it. So it's got nothing to do with honey harvesting. That's even more amazing. Yeah, yeah. It's really to me cool. that she doesn't. She get moves stung. a whole hive. Yeah, yeah. That's and a, doesn't get stung. Never. Literally, her whole job. Yeah, it's incredible. And the other incredible thing, she always like does a close up video of like when she's finding the queen, and she always picks it out and puts it in a hair clip, and then she. She brings the queen to the new hive and they all follow her there. And I do not understand how the human eye can pick out the queen bee when there's like thousands, potentially millions of other bees swarming around the queen and they all look exactly the same to me. She's yeah. always like, can you see it? Can you see her there? She's right there. And I'm like, and no, I can't see you're it. You're playing like, where's Wally? <laughs> Literally. <laughs> and even when she picks her up, I'm like, how does she look different to any other? She looks exactly the same. So, and yeah. then all the other bees follow her around. Yeah, bee because is very clever. That's amazing. Yeah, I, but I do want to watch some honey harvesting videos, Brett, because yeah. I love Dude. Honey. I have a friend who is like so into sheep shearing videos, mm-hmm. like watching sheep. I've seen a few you know, of those. Get Sean and, yeah. and I, I can totally attest. Uh-huh. Um, you know, this uh, we're, now we're just talking about relaxing <laughs> videos. You know, videos yeah. You know, there's the content. I I really don't like body stuff. Like oh. like the, like pimple stuff. Like, oh no, I love it. Nah. Love oh, it. Pimple popping. I, so I, I I don't know. I kind of find like the chiropractic stuff interesting. Oh no, but... I can't. The cracking can't. Oh really? No, okay, there you go. Nah, the, that makes me oh, rich. Yikes! 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 <laughs> but hey, you're listening to the breakfast show. Let's know what's what's your favorite type of relaxing, <laughs> relaxing, video. relaxing content activity. You know, whatever, whatever it may be. And this be. is quite new to the human race. Like all these videos going up online, and people can watch this kind of stuff. Like we yeah. never used to have access to this. Stuff. We didn't know that we were into it yeah. until yeah, just the last few years. So, yeah, it is really interesting. Absolutely. But you know what people are really into? Listening to Faith FM <laughs> and, and being relaxed by our amazing content. I don't think they're relaxing. But, but being convicted and you know, being led closer to Christ. Mm-hmm. And, of course, we always come to a time in which we study the Bible. Yeah. Which is, you know, we can talk about all the positive, you know, serotonin that comes from watching and that dopamine that comes from watching relaxing content and, you know, spending time with people and just doing things that are generally fun. You know, we want to live calm, happy lives. In fact, the Bible says, like, you know, pray for all men, for people in positions of power, whoever it may be, that you might live a quiet and peaceable life in mm-hmm. all reverence towards God. Absolutely. It's, uh, what, First Timothy chapter 2, verse too. There, there is like God is wanting us to have an amazing, joyous experience. But simultaneously, we live in a world of sin. That's right. Uh, a world of sin that is full of pain and suffering and evil and hurt. And they, we have we have a mission, and that mission leads to lots of uncomfortableness, lots mm-hmm. of lots of uncomfy situations. Um, and it's like such such a bad choice of words to even describe it like that. Like an uncomfy situation, like the persecution and death of millions of all well, the death of billions of people throughout earth's entire history but the persecution of millions of people and even billions of people for truly trying to to follow jesus and to to live up to you know his grace and to repent and, and to follow him now we live in a situation in which we can see the end of time approaching soon and that's what we've been looking at when we've been studying the three angels messages these last messages to go out to the world which encapsulated is essentially worship god you know, 
don't get caught up in false worship and be a part of his people who are actually being sanctified by him, you know, filled with the Holy Spirit, keeping his commandments. Uh, this is the essential gist of the three angels' message. Now, there are applications of that, and we've talked about the mark of the beast. And we've talked about, you know, well, even the 666, 666 yeah. even the beast itself, right? Mm-hmm. This idea of, you know, there's there, uh, Satan will use these worldly institutions in order to uh, deceive people or coerce them into following him. We we see this all play out in the Bible, but then what follows is just amazing imagery. We're going to read some verses. Uh, let's start. We're going to be like wholly and solely in the book of Revelation, Monica, and we're going to be working our way through. So, Monica, if you want to start by going to Revelation chapter 4 and verse 11. Oh, oh, starting off with one of my favorite verses in the Bible. Revelation 4 and verse 11, if you can get that for us, Monica. Yeah, Revelation 4 and verse 11. I'll be reading from the NKJV. Follow along if you like, or I can just read it for you if you're driving. You are worthy, O Lord, to receive glory and honor and power, for you created all things, and by your will they exist and were created. Mm, so Beautiful. we see God is worthy of worship. He's worthy of glory and honor and power because he created all things. He's He is, yes, the creator. He's the only one with these credentials of creation um, that would enable us to be able to worship him. And as a result, he deserves glory. Now, what does that look like? Mm. That God receives glory and that his glory fills the earth. Let's read some more verses. Do you want to go to Revelation chapter 5 and verse 12 for us? Revelation 5 and verse 12 says this, saying with a loud voice, Worthy is the Lamb who was slain to receive power and riches and wisdom and strength and honor and glory and blessing. Mm. So again, we see that God is worthy of these things because of who he is. He is worthy of glory and honor and power. Let's read one more verse, Revelation chapter 19 and verse 1. Revelation 19 and verse 1. Revelation 19, let me just turn there, and by turn I mean... Press buttons. Press buttons, absolutely. (laughs) After saying, do you say verse one? Uh, Yes. Okay. After saying these things, I heard a voice. You're listening to The Breakfast Show. Contact us on 0491-064-669. I did too. Thanks, Blake. Uh, We're going to continue on. (laughs) After these things, I heard a loud voice of a great multitude in heaven saying, Alleluia, salvation and glory and honor and power belong to the Lord our God. Mm, awesome. So again, his people, they're giving him honor, they're giving him glory, they're giving him power, uh, they're worshiping him. And I think all of these scenes are coming at a time in which the the earth is coming to an end, right? Mm-hmm. And because think about it, up until this point, like Monica, I just want to want to simply ask you the question. Do you think everyone in our world is giving God glory and honor and power right now? Absolutely not. <laughs> yeah, right? We're currently uh, living through June, which has... Uh, become pride month yeah and uh pride month i think is definitely a time in which people aren't giving god glory and Mm -hmm. honor and power in fact it's called pride month like like you couldn't think of a a a a a a more apt name for something that isn't glorifying god that's right uh, to be called that's right pride month we should be experiencing humility month i Mm -hmm. stole that from producer shell she probably took that from someone else but we should be we should be going we should be having a humility month i like that where we humble ourselves yeah absolutely hey let's you know put others before ourselves and let's uplift the the needs and the struggle of 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 others um 
but yeah, so, but we see at this time, it's like God is being glorified and he truly deserves it mm. for the amazing things he has done. Let's read one more verse. Revelation chapter 21 and verse 26, if you can get that for us. Revelation chapter 21 and verse 26 says, And they shall bring the glory and the honor of the nations into it. Mm, amazing. So again, we're, we're seeing this closing scene. Let's actually go to the book of Revelation chapter 21. And I want to I read this passage because it's Revelation chapter 21 and 22 in which we get scenes of essentially the the world coming to an end. Mm -hmm. And let's pick it up. So Revelation chapter 21, and I'm thinking, let me see here. Let's start. So what was was the verse that you just read? 26. 26. Let's Let's start in 22. Do you want to read 22 to the end of the chapter? But I saw no temple in it, for the Lord God Almighty and the Lamb are its temple. The sun had no, the, sorry, the city had no need of the sun or of the moon to shine in it, for the glory of God illuminated it. The Lamb is its light, and the nations of those who are saved shall walk in its light, and the kings of the earth shall bring their glory and honor into it. Its gates shall not be shut at all by day, there shall be no night there, and they shall bring the glory and the honor of the nations into it. There shall by no means enter it anything that defiles, for it causes an abomination or a lie, but only those who are written in the Lamb's book of life. Mm, absolutely. So we see here the scenes of glory taking place, the new Jerusalem, um, and that this is a place without sin. Mm-hmm. Like it's it's really really incredible. Um, you know, there's there's no um, you know tainting of God's creation. It's just perfect. It's just glorious. It's just incredible. Now, my question is, by what means is God's glory illuminated? You know, when we use that word glory, mm-hmm. like it, it has a bunch of other describing words. It talks about, you know, he, he, you know, his, his light and his power and whatnot, but he uses the word glory, but people, I think there's often an assumption that that's just like, yeah, God's glory is he, you know, his, his, his beautifulness, but often in a very, you know, sensory kind of way, you know, mm-hmm. the a noise that comes from God or the, the way that God looks. Or, you know, I think of God's glory and I think of like Handel's Messiah, you know, like forever, forever, hallelujah, hallelujah. And, you know, this big chorus and this big orchestra and choir. And it's so amazing that like something so beautiful, like Handel's Messiah, this huge, massive crescendo by an orchestra and a choir is like nothing compared to what heaven will be like, like the choir in heaven and, and uh, you know, the orchestra of heaven. Like it's just going to be amazing. Like listening to angels sing is just going to be the most incredible experience ever. You know, we've gotten to a place in music. I haven't just really been on my music game lately. I finished uni for the semester. And so, you know, now it's not procrastinating for me to just have fun on my computer and just like make beats and stuff. I just, you know, it's like I spend time at home and, and that's my thing that I do to relax. We're talking about relaxing content. I jump on my computer. I jump on Ableton, which is my music making software and um, just, just, you know, make beats, make some, make some little creating, here and there. creating almost anything is relaxing. It's like, awesome. Like right eh? now I'm creating a scarf. I'm sitting here crocheting, but you know, I think creating brings us close to the creator because he created. So yeah, absolutely. And we have like a such accuracy at, at which we can make music now. Like everything is digitized. So like, you know, a note is exactly that note. Mm. And then when someone sings, like I'll record a vocal and then I'm able to like pitch shift it around to make it like perfect, you know, and just like make it absolutely on spot, on point, on spot. But like the, somehow we can 
accurately measure like how tune is in tune, like how tuned is in tune, but somehow the angels are just better than that. Their voices are more powerful. Their choir is more in tune. Their harmonies are more beautiful. Like it will just be a really incredible scene. But again, the question is, is that God's glory? Yeah. Is God's glory just an outward display of, Hey, look at, look at me. Like I, you know, can produce all these amazing things. We say that the the Bible's pretty clear. Satan comes as an angel of light. Satan is able to produce some level of glory if that's what we're defining it as. Obviously, God being the creator and you know having power over all creation would be able to produce more. But what does the Bible say his glory is? I want you to read one more verse for me. Go to Revelation chapter 18 and verse 1. Uh, Revelation chapter 18 and verse 1. After these things, I saw another angel coming down from heaven, having great authority, and the earth was illuminated with his glory. Okay, so this is interesting. So it says an angel comes down from heaven, and as a result of this angel coming down, it has great authority, and the earth was illuminated with his glory. I'm like, wait, so one angel comes down to the earth. In the context of Revelation 18, we're not looking at like a heaven scene here. It's not like post-second coming. It's pre-second coming. And yet God's glory is being illuminated all over the earth as a result of this angel with great authority coming down. I'm like, well, how does how does that happen? How does that take place? You know, are you, are you sure God's glory is, is here? You know, we're living pre-second coming. I'm like, wait, where, where can I see God's glory? Where can I see the heavenly choir? Or where can I see the, 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 the heavenly temple or the sanctuary? You know, where is it? I, I think all right now I'm, I'm sitting in a beautiful church building. Uh, we're, we're talking on radio and we have this great equipment and whatnot, but I'm like, wait, where's the, where's the glorious, amazing, incredible God here? I want to show you something. Mm-hmm. I want to show you something. Let's go to Exodus 33. I want to show you something, Monica. Exodus 33, and we're going to read 18 and 19. I don't think I can. Why? Because you said we're going to do the whole Bible study in the book of Revelation. Oh, well, I said the verses coming were in the book of Revelation. Okay, Exodus 33, verse 18 and 19. Say this, and he said, please show me your glory. Then he said, I will make all my goodness pass before you, and I will proclaim the name of the Lord before you. I will be gracious to whom I will be gracious, and I will have compassion on whom I will have compassion. This is amazing. This mm. is a really, really insightful verse. As if we just make our way here through, through it here, Moses says, show me your glory, God. You know, I want to see it. I want to see your glory. He's like, yep, I'm going to pass before you. And I'm going to proclaim my name. You know, I, like I will, I will make my goodness, my glory pass before you and proclaim my name. So he's like, this is the means by which I'll show you my glory mm-hmm. by proclaiming my name. And then he starts to proclaim his name to Moses. He starts to tell him, you know, his deal, his name. And he says, I will be gracious to whom I will be gracious and I will have compassion on whom I will have compassion. The glory of God is revealed not through outward spectacle, even though the outward spectacle is pretty impressive. The streets of gold, they're awesome. The heavenly choir, amazing. But the glory of God is proclaimed in his character. Mm -hmm. And his character is quite simply revealed through his actions. For Moses at this point, he has seen this play out. I'll be gracious to whom I'm gracious. I'll have compassion to whom I'm compassion. He Moses has seen God save his people. 
and lead them through the wilderness, despite their rebellion, despite their falling short. God has seen, uh, Moses has seen God continually live this out. But then it's like, oh, well, how was it that, you know, Jesus's glory or God's glory was revealed here on this earth? It was through the death of Jesus. Amen. It was through his sacrifice for the people. And we we might turn there and spend a little bit of time there in our, in our next segment after the, the song coming up. But when the disciples ask Jesus, hey, let us be with you when you come into your glory, Jesus says, oh, you know, it's not for, for me to decide who will be there because Jesus' glory was actually revealed on the cross. And we know that James and John weren't sitting there beside him. It's through the cross. It's through Jesus' death for us. That's how we see God's glory. You're listening to The Breakfast Show Podcast on Faith FM. Positively different. You're listening to The Breakfast Show and we have... <laughs> just tried to I tried use that. to scroll the screen. It's not a scrolling screen. <laughs> so we have like a TV sitting beside us and Monica's like, that would be the biggest touchscreen out. That'd be amazing. That'd be incredible. But we have our last quiz here, Monica. Give it to us. James used the example of which Old Testament figure to demonstrate how the prayers of a righteous man can have powerful results. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Again, uh, the, 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 can you read that quiz? James used the example of which Old Testament figure to demonstrate how the prayers of a righteous man can have powerful results. Absolutely. So basically, which Old Testament character was he referring to? Yeah, Absolutely. Yeah. Thanks for trying to save me there, even though I didn't have to save you. Save yeah. Zero four nine one zero six four six six nine is the number to call or text. I've got some sun coming in uh, to the studio this morning, and I've just that corner of the screen. It's like r- quite far away, uh-huh. and, the, uh, and because of the glare, I'm like, oh, I can't really see what's going on. So hey, you're I'm loving the sun. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, well, I'm loving the sun as well as it is a freezing morning. It is pretty freezing. Uh, well, it's just been freezing all throughout this week, but at least there is, you know, some solace that we can find um, in in this incredible sunlight. I got a text coming in from Alan. He says, "Can't wait for God's return, guys. Hopefully, it'll be this afternoon." Oh, amen. Lost in the blues needed us last night, brother. <laughs> they really needed the talents of a couple score. So, so uh, a couple of days ago, uh, Alan, one of the list, uh, one of our listeners here on Faith FM, we deduced that we both played for the same junior football club, uh, the same junior rugby league club, uh, which is the <laughs> Toronto Scorps. And uh, I commented earlier in the show, if you weren't listening, about just my utter disappointment in <laughs> New South Wales and the Blues and how they, well, what, there was one comment. I'm like, I've seen better performances out of an under ten, uh, more organised performances out of an under ten side. Uh, than these guys, which is rough as, but hey, that's that's how it goes. Alan, God bless. I, you know what? There are some things that need to unfold, and and definitely, you know, this is uh, a point of Bible study. And Alan, if you'd like to look at this further, we'd love to get in contact with you and and look at what the Bible does. There it says there are some things that still need to unfold that would precede Jesus' coming back. But having said that, I'm 100% ready to go. Like, if Jesus is yeah. coming back this afternoon, I'm, like, I'm good. Well, let's get on let's the bus. Let's you know, let's, I'm ready. Let's, let's, let's get this done. Like, we, the earth is groaning and yearning mm-hmm. 
for a savior. Uh, all of us are <clears throat> looking towards heaven and we're like, God, help us, please, please. And we, we absolutely need it. Hey, we've been talking about God's glory and how that's actually manifested in Jesus and his sacrifice as well as his character. Let's read a couple more verses about it. Do you want to go to Deuteronomy 32 for us? Deuteronomy chapter 32. And then if you can pick up verse 3 and 4. Deuteronomy 32, verse 3 and 4. For I proclaim the name of the Lord, ascribe greatness to our God. For he is the rock, his work is perfect. For all his ways are justice, a God of truth and without injustice. Righteous Mm. and upright is he. I love this. God's name is proclaimed here, his glory. And what is his glory? That he is just and he is faithful and that he is without iniquity. You know, God isn't truth. God isn't looked upon here as, you know, Dagon, the fish god, earth shatterer, mm-hmm. you know, king of the seas. He's not looked upon as as Zeus, you know, the yeah. the the powerful, you know, the power of heaven or, or Mars, the god of war. No, God his most notable attributes, because he has power over all those things. Mm-hmm. But God's most notable attributes is the fact that he is just. He yep. is good. He is without iniquity and we see that in his son i, I want to read this passage as well that i briefly mentioned in the last segment could you go to mark chapter 10 for us go to mark chapter 10 and we're going to pick the story up in verse 35 mark chapter 10 and we're going to start reading in verse 35 and if you can read from verse 35 to verse 38 <clears throat> sure thing uh uh, let me just find it. Then James and John, the sons of Zebedee, came to him, saying, Teacher, we want you to do for um, us with whatever we ask. And he said to them, What do you want me to do for you? They said to him, Grant us that we may sit, one on your right hand and the other on your left, in your glory. But Jesus said to them, You do not know what you ask. Are you able to drink the cup that I drink and be baptized with the baptism that I am baptized with? Mm. And then in verse 39, they're like, you, we are able. Of course, they have no, <laughs> no idea. idea what Jesus yeah. is talking about. Um, and then Jesus says to them in the rest of verse thirty nine, He's like, "Yep, yeah, actually, you guys are. You're you're gonna, <laughs> you're gonna, you're definitely gonna be baptized with the with the baptism of myself, and you're gonna drink from the cup that I drink." Um, but then in verse forty, He says, "But to sit on my right hand or on my left is not mine to give, but it is for those whom it is prepared." Of course, Jesus was not talking about here, you know, at his second coming. Jesus wasn't talking about here at the table of heaven. Jesus is talking about his death on the cross. Mm. We see it in the Garden of Gethsemane, again, in his his last kind of consideration of saving the world before he eventually goes to the cross. He's praying to God. He's perspirating blood. He's under so much stress. The sins of the world have been laid upon him, someone who is sinless and without iniquity. And he prays to God and he says, God, if it's your will, let this cup pass from me, but let thy will be done. You know, he's like, let, let this cup, you know, this, this bitter torment that I'm about to go through, you know, it's, this is he, Jesus is God and human. And he was experiencing real human suffering and pain. And he's like, God, you know, Father, if if this can pass from me, let it pass. But ultimately, your will be done. And he ends up drinking the cup. And he ends up hanging on the cross. And God's glory is revealed in the fact that he is so gracious. He is so kind. He is so loving. But then, again, we see this interaction. And Jesus says, well, hey, 
one day, one day, hey, you know, you, you won't be with me when I come into glory because that, you know, the, that's the thief on the cross and whatnot. They're, those are the people who are on Jesus's right and left. But he does say, "Hey, you will indeed drink from the cup that I will drink, and you will be baptized with the baptism that I will be that I will be baptized with." And ultimately, he's getting at. We read in Revelation chapter fourteen and verse seven. It says, "Fear God and give glory to Him." And the question is, well, how can we do that? Is it through you know, a large orchestra and a choir? Is it through a beautiful church building? Is it through priestly robes and, and beautiful paintings? And I, I think, yeah, there are portions of God's glory that can be revealed through all of those things, but the, the real thing that reveals God's glory to the world preceding his second coming at the end of time is when we are living a life following him, when we are living according to his word, when we are uh, lifting up his ways, when we're experiencing the Holy Spirit and it's work in our life when we're experiencing sanctification as well and, you know, the change of our spirit. And, and, and even when we are experiencing persecution, you know, we just have to look back to the Reformation of the, the 16th century and read stories about the likes of Jerome and Huss, you know, these two guys who were burnt at the stake for what they believed. Yet while they were burning singing hymns and proclaiming the glory of God. And at the death of these two martyrs, the church just grew and spread because God's glory was revealed. And that is a glory. And that glory is his love of the world that is shown through the sacrifice of Christ. And if you're thinking, oh man, I just want a taste of God's glory. I just want to see it. Hey, get into the word, get into the word of God and and read all about it, you know, about how God has given his life for you so that we can look forward to a new Jerusalem. We can look forward to heaven and be absolutely excited for what's to come because of his great love. You're listening to the Breakfast Show podcast on Faith FM, positively different. We have come to a time in which we we just give answers. What, Monica? What are you doing? I'm taking a selfie. Oh, that's cute. That's that's all for for what? Oh, it's just it's this selfie going to you know a love interest or? Yes, my lovely staff member Sylvia. Oh, okay. shout out Sylvia! <laughs> <laughs> oh, we can only hope, guys. Pray for Monica. Uh, <laughs> you're listening to the breakfast show. Sylvia P.S. is like the age of my mother, and she's married with children. So yeah, definitely not. No, no, well, a romantic yeah, love interest no, well, in any capacity. Yeah, 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 we're living humility month here. On yeah, Facebook. yeah, yeah, hundred <laughs> percent. I do love her to bits and pieces, though. Oh, so, that's yeah, amazing. Yeah. You're listening to the breakfast show. We're just gonna we're just gonna give some answers right now. Monica. Yes, yes, indeed. Breakfast show quiz answers. Here we go. Let's see how many you got right. What was the occupation of Shippa and Pua? They were midwives. Mm-hmm. Which prophet told Jeroboam that he would rule over 10 tribes of Israel? The answer was D. Ahijab. Thank you. In 1 Corinthians 8, 1, love builds up slash edifieth, but what does knowledge do? It puffs up or is ignorant, absolutely ignorant. Whenever I read puffs up, I think of like the Michelin man. Oh, I think of cheese puffs. I, I, <laughs> that's <laughs> Puff awesome. <laughs> well, because I think of like a person being puffed up. Right. Or like I think of a person made out of rice bubbles. But yeah, anyways, I think of pastry being puffed. That's awesome. Uh, where did Jesus walk on water? It was not anywhere around here. It was the Sea of Galilee. The sea of Galilee, absolutely. Uh, and Jesus, uh, James used the example of which Old Testament figures demonstrate how the prayers of a righteous man can have powerful results. You can read about that in James 5, verses 13 to 18. It was Elijah. Oh, amazing. Congratulations to everyone who got answers correct. Of course, this 
is your second last day and we have your last opportunities tomorrow to be able to get in for the quiz, which is being drawn at 8.45 tomorrow. So stay tuned for that. We've also got some text messages coming through. I like We read this off air and we were dying. dying. As, I, as I said, I, I heard someone describe... Uh, the way that New South Wales were playing is like, you know, uh, less organized than an under 10 squad. Mm-hmm. And uh, Alan writes, Amen. I turned off the game in the 62nd minute. If I wanted to experience disorganized workings, I'd go to God and Genesis and read about the Tower of Babel. <laughs> so good. <laughs> that is a banger. That's so awesome. That's text of the week right there. <laughs> Absolutely. Of, of course, you know, we have the Tower of Babel situation. They were working very organized in, yeah. in, a, in a very sufficient organized way. Of course, it was in rebellion to God um, because they were being confused and, and weird. And then and then God was like, oh, I'm going to confuse the language now. And then and then that's what caused the disorganization. And, mm-hmm. and maybe that's happening on the Blue Squad. You know, there's just no communication there. Yeah. Um, and then... Alan also wrote in, he's like, shout out to my church, Toronto SDA, clearly the greatest in Newcastle. I'm, you know, I'm a Toronto boy. Uh, well, kind of, not really. I mean, when you're from this area, like from Lake Macquarie and you live around there, you could say, I, I, I have lived in Toronto before. Right now I live on the outskirts of Toronto, which is like Killiban Bay, which is, you know, it's, it's, it's like, it's like you've got Nazareth. Well, good can come from Nazareth, and then you've got Jerusalem, the capital city. It's kind of same deal. You've got Toronto, which is like Nazareth, and then you've got Killiban Bay, which is literally like the next suburb over, just up the road, over the hill, and uh, and then you're on the water there. Of course, Toronto's on the water as well, but mm-hmm. just Toronto, Toronto has that reputation, you know. I've never heard of it. <laughs> you've never been to Toronto? I, I think I've driven past it as I've gone down to Sydney. Mate, you've missed out. Yeah, sorry, you, sorry. You, you've, you've missed out. And, oh, I've, I've been to Toronto SDA as well. I was there. Actually, I was there sharing. There was a World Day of Prayer that they hosted at the Toronto Seventh-day Adventist Church, and it was all about reaching Taiwan. It was mm. the big, big theme. And so I went there and shared about my interactions with Taiwanese people working at uh, the University of Newcastle and mm-hmm. seeing people of Taiwanese background and origin be able to, to come to Jesus. Uh, this guy texts in. She says, maybe all that Tower of Babel is still happening today. The amount of times I have to get clarity and emails back and forth from work to the doctors. <laughs> yeah, man. I uh, I got my script written yesterday by by my dentist and I crossed the street in the... <laughs> so actually on the boulevard there uh, in the main street of Toronto. I crossed the street over to the pharmacist and um, I gave them my script and they could not read it. <laughs> they were like, so what's the name here? It's like Walters. It's like, okay, what's the drug being prescribed? I'm like, oh, well, it's, it's, an, an, it's an antibiotic. They're like, oh, but w- which kind? It kind of looks like three different ones at the same time. And so they had to call up the practice and get my dentist on the phone. To, and this guy was a young guy too. Like he was, he's a, he's a young guy. Shout out, shout out my dentist, Ewan. Dude, he actually... He hooked me up. I was in, only in the chair for a couple of minutes, and so he decided not to charge me. Oh, praise the Lord. Dude, what a blessing. That's amazing. But yeah, doctors definitely need some extra training in nutrition and in handwriting. And in handwriting. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And you're, Dr. Ewan, he's a young guy, but they're like, hey, man, what's what's the deal here? <laughs> <laughs> um, and Alan writes in as well. He says, it's pronounced Trona. Now, Trona. I, I'm Trona. Trona is really that's really well, okay. That's really like if you're if you're from there, from there. I, I don't go that far. I say, I say Trono. I'm like Trono. That's 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 enough for me. How-
hey, if you want some free stuff, jump on the Faith FM website. We're giving away stuff to everyone. Get yourself some Faith FM merch and represent our wonderful ministry. If you go to faithfm.com.au, on the landing page, you'll see 16 different ways to enter. Stuff from interacting with our social media to entering our secret code. Our secret code for the breakfast show is Weetbix to subscribing to our different uh, formats. So jump on there, get yourself some freebies. Yeah, that's faithfm.com.au. Had a text coming from Stuart. He says, read John 544. Honest is the same word for glory. When you understand this, you'll be very hesitant to applaud a person in a worship service. And I read John 544 here. It says, how can you believe when you receive glory from one another and do not seek the glory that comes from the only God? I think, yeah, I think definitely in a sense, I agree that ultimately we need to be seeking honor and glory from from God. And that comes through living a, a, you know, a honor-filled and glory-filled life, which we have defined so far in our Bible study as, you know, one that is self-sacrificial, one that is humble humble and living for the betterment of others, but especially, Mm. um, yeah, being a blessing and and living to to share God and enable people to know God as well. So agree there, Stuart. You are listening to The Breakfast Show here on Faith FM. Hey, what are you up to, Monica? What are you doing? Uh, I'm going to go to work. We are having a $1 jean sale this week, so oh, come on by. Faith get in for RTM up shop. jeans. <laughs> hey, guys, and remember, as you go throughout this day, talk faith, live faith, act faith, and you'll grow strong in Jesus Christ. God be with you till we meet again. Thanks for being a part of the Faith FM family. Join our community on Facebook or get in touch at 1-800-FAITH-FM.